So yep. she did it, and it was difficult because he didn't want tea. So she did this like, like no. she had to do it multiple times. times. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and like, then no, the, last panel, the last panel. The last panel. Yeah. He's like, "What is this white stuff? I don't want to drink <laughs> this is white stuff floating on top. I can't drink this." <laughs> oh my god! And then the Incredible. Woman, the woman who's just like the whole time they're laughing about this story. She's just like, "What white stuff? I don't understand." Welcome to the VF Comics Podcast. I'm Marcus. I'm Megan. (laughs) Hi, I'm Tom. (laughs) Wait a second. (laughs) This week, we're going to talk about stuff and things. Megan, that might be the worst impression of me I've ever heard. What the hell is going on with my ears? I'm hearing two Marcuses. Well, anyways, as fake uh, Marcus said, because I, I'm worried that if we gave Tom a gun, he wouldn't know which to shoot. <laughs> I promise I'm the real Marcus. But as fake Marcus said, this is a VF Comics and Graphics podcast. And this week is our uh, book club week. And it's our first book club week. And we are going to talk about the amazing embroideries by Marjane Satrapi. And I'm really, really excited about it. This book was amazing. I am going to actually plan. I actually plan on reading it again later today. I thought you were going to say, I actually plan on reading it. On reading I actually plan it. on reading it. It should be. It should be good. Um, but before we do anything, now the people, if you're listening to this, you're going to be listening to this two days later than we record it. But recording today, um, we're recording today on Sunday, and it's Tom's birthday happy birthday hey thank you so much thank you birthday to you happy (laughs) birthday to you happy birthday dear tom happy birthday to you well you did that good job (laughs) thank you thank you so much tom tom how old are you today uh 37 37. All right. So yeah. no, I you're not. Give you 30 yeah. Yeah. Later. Why do you look so young? Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know. But Stop. I'm, I'm so glad that I do. Like it is. That's oh good news. Megan, the question I'm is, so why do you right look now. so old? <laughs> I'm so mad. Oh my God. My wife gets real pissed about it too. She's always yes. like, oh my God. It's not fair. <laughs> you oh my God. That's piece awesome. of garbage. What are y'all doing? Are you doing anything today? 
Uh, we took today pretty chill, and we just mm-hmm. played a lot of magic and ate a lot of junk food yesterday. So it was pretty awesome. Nice. Yeah. Solid. You made cheeseburgers yesterday. That was delicious. Yes. Yes. We played a ton of magic. And then That's apparently the, there's a Discord that I'm a part of that I never participate in. <laughs> oh, so some yeah. Some people who haven't met me don't think I exist. One of those people saw me yesterday and was like, oh, he's real and took a picture of me. And <laughs> yeah, that uh... post on the Discord. Oh, yeah, that oh, that. Uh... <laughs> oh, heck yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love That's it. fantastic. Um, so uh, there's an entire Discord out there that doesn't think I exist. And someone was it's like finding Santa Claus. Like, there Amazing. he is. Well, Bigfoot, probably closer to Bigfoot than Santa Claus. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> so uh y'all doing anything special tonight you're just gonna keep chilling uh we're gonna make melinda's making some uh spaghetti bolognese mm. and then i don't know we might watch a movie or something like that you need to watch the new spider-man i know yeah, that might be that might be a good one yeah. yeah i haven't yet it yeah. we were gonna go and then omicron mm-hmm. surged and so we were dodging the theater and so, yeah, I've managed to avoid spoilers. Uh, that is amazing. amazing. During the Oscars last I, week. There yeah, the Oscars really I tried hard. Film. Yeah. Yep. But I, I like I muted everything uh, on social media that was uh-huh. tagged with that. And there was one clip where the second it went off, like I jumped on top of Tom and put my hands yeah. around his face and said, cover your ears. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, I'm like, I'm really excited for it. I love I love Spider-Man so much. He's definitely. uh my favorite superhero and i really like uh like the direction that they took with with tom holland and and his uh iteration of it you know um like i liked most of them i i didn't like hate andrew garfield or anything like that like that that one i feel gets like the like the slam you know i did think spider-man 3 was pretty terrible that was one where i was like for sure or cringy, I guess, is like the better word for it. It was yeah. just like this is, you know, it wasn't terrible. Like, and like I had fun, but there were just parts of it where you're like, "Yeah, this is just really cringy." You know, Felt that's phoned in across the board. Yeah, too, like... yeah, kind of a big letdown, especially with all the hype behind it, for sure. You know, like it just that that definitely. Um, but I'm I'm real excited for it. You know, with that and uh, and Doctor Strange, I feel like they're doing some really cool things. I'm excited for this multiverse thing. I love stuff like that in stories, like real, you know, just surreal time stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, sign me up. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Awesome. In the movie. Awesome. I, I hear it's super good. Mm-hmm. I've missed that and I missed the Batman too. And I hear the Batman is really good too. I haven't so. seen that yet. Yeah, okay. Yep. I, of, I, I, and I that. very much enjoyed that. I'm sad. And I as that. a, as a person who has, made a stink about i'm really i really want to get back to a more either fantasy or adventure-esque a la like indiana jones mummy type uh in batman this mm-hmm. wasn't a batman i was super excited for and i came out the other end of it being like all right damn it i'll watch like give me another one <laughs> yeah i heard it watches like a david fincher film <laughs> right yeah i heard it has well, like a real like, the the comparisons aside that like yeah david fincher and all those is something i always hear but there's still something different about it that even separates it from those type of films to me um but we can't talk about it till you guys have seen yeah it. yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah, yeah. Ruin it for you um but yeah no great film it is it is a long one 
Yes, so three hours, hour right? Hour. Yeah. Fucking deer hunter over there. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> like, despite the length, and at the end, I was like, ooh, man, that was long. I'd, I'd watch a longer version of it, like a director's cut longer version yeah. of it. Nice. And not okay, like a director's good. cut, like Zack Snyder gets like several million extra dollars director's cut. <laughs> <laughs> but, you yeah. know, like, a, yeah. hey, these are some stuff we cut out of the film. Like, I know they, they've cut a, they've already released one scene that they cut out of the film. Have you all seen anything about that? Uh, Aiden was telling me about it. Okay. Yeah, they cut out a, a scene of the Batman visiting a criminal in Arkham State Hospital. And it actually is a scene that if they had left in the film, I, I would have I wouldn't have minded it. In fact, it would have made another part of the film better had they left this big cut. Again, I don't want to spoil too much of it. Yeah. Um, but the Batman's awesome. Awesome. Um you know, something else I did this week I was really, really excited about is Megan, you'll be happy because I I have struggled to read comics, particularly web comics. I just haven't found the one for me. But DC started publishing this thing called Wayne Family Adventures. And so on Webtoons, there is a webtoon all about uh, basically the Batman family. And it is so good. Tom, like last night I came home uh, after playing Magic and I was like, oh, I'm tired. And I ended up reading these webtoons for like another hour because Dang. it's just it's just really good and really wholesome. And then honestly, the nice thing about the positivity in this uh in this in this webcomic is that for someone who's read the regular comics and knows certain storylines, um, it there's references to those events and those things that it's like, oh, that's so cool. They kind of half mention that. Um, so just as like, you know, it's kind of a reward for you having read stuff and it's, you know, it's sometimes deeper cuts than like, you know, the dark Knight returns and stuff like that, that everyone's read of the long Halloween. Like some of them refer to recent, uh, events in the Batman mythos. So very cool. Um, nice. Really, really cool. Like what they're doing with all the characters and the central character seems to be Duke Thomas, who's like one of the newest, uh, members of the team. Um, he was uh he was a part of a group um in this book called We Are Robin when a group of young or I think orphaned kids take up like the Robin mantle in the city at Wild. Mm -hmm. And then his parents are driven insane by the Joker. Um it's really, really tragic and he gets taunted with that on several occasions. But he and I can't remember exactly how his power works out, but he's become a hero called the Signal. Um, and he's really, really cool. I really like. Very him. cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, if you're having trouble getting in, so if anyone who's listening, if you're having trouble getting into webtoons, but you do like uh, DC comics, definitely check out Wayne Family Adventures. It's it's great. It's such a nice read. I kind of um, want to read that, even though I don't really. You know it. It is like great, and if you're curious to who some of the characters are, because. There's one thing, you know, they always try to make Batman to be this loner. And this really highlights the fact that Bruce Wayne is so far from alone and has been for years that I'd wish they'd stop playing up the I'm a lone man. No, you've got like 20 people like you have like five adopted children at this point. Yeah, you your yeah. actual child, Damien. You have people you've met outside. You've taken in this other woman. Um. Uh, Cassandra Kane, who uh, is like an assassined 
orphan or a, an orphan assassin like an assassin like, orphan or an assassin She's orphan. that dead. doesn't make sense um <laughs> like there's it's just it's and it's what i remember liking about batman inc as a concept years ago they brought out where bruce announces he's going to fund batman incorporated because he was like i don't have to be alone i'm not alone and so batman inc is about bringing these batman-esque characters from across the world together Oh, that's awesome. Um, and it was such a cool concept. Yeah, I bet it's it probably cool seeing everyone together at, yep. in that story, too. Yeah. And then at the end of Batman, Inc., Robin gets killed by a super-aged version of himself that's also kind of gigantic um, and bald, and he gets stabbed through the chest in front of Nightwing, and then he, Bruce, goes mad and teams up with some villains and eventually goes to Apocalypse and resurrects his son. <laughs> you know yes. you know you know comics you come, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh and crazy like local recent comic-ish news like uh, we haven't talked about this yet like but you know like um the author of pearls before swine like the mm-hmm. the illustrator that he um i was i guess visiting little rock and did a doodle on the whitewater tavern bathroom wall or whatever and they like oh, that's cool you know Sealed it in plastic to like make it permanent so that no Hell one could yeah. go over it. So, much. oh, that's so cool. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's like something great you can go and look at locally that is, is pretty neat that yeah, it's there. And I love it's on, uh, it's on the, like one of the best places in Little Rock in the bathroom wall. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> Anybody else been doing anything lately special? Megan, you want to go first? About things I've been doing that are special, I wasn't yeah. going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was like, listen, I'm alive again this week. Yay! <laughs> hey, that's always I, something to. Yeah, I don't know. Not much. Not a whole lot going on. That's okay. Uh, yeah. Life's not always an exciting adventure. Um, I went to which the was mall for the first time in a long time. That Ooh, was which one? Yeah. Uh, Park Plaza. No. Oh. I say because you would have gone the same day. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, oh, I no, thought you were going to Park, to Park Plaza, Plaza, and there was a shooting in... that day there, so I was like... Mm. There was a shooting this weekend, too. Oh, there. Yeah. yeah. No, th- that's th- why. Weekend, oh, that's where you there. went? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no, I don't go to Park Plaza. People get shot there, like, a lot. On the regular. Oof. So, no. I went to McCain. Um, I don't, I'm not a mall person, really. I mean, I was when I was a kid, so it was fun to, I don't know be back and yeah it's kind of dead in there too though right yeah yeah megan yeah. is like a totally weird. a mall person and she loves to go shopping and find the best Shut deals up. at like i do Abbey go to hot May topic and banana republic and hot <laughs> gotta topic. go to hot topic yes. gotta get my like super like the you know anti-establishment you? outfits at hot topic i don't think so <laughs> i used to so i can so i can look like harley quinn and the joker no no Sorry, that was my best impression of Meg. It was equivalent to your impression of me. That wasn't, and that's fair. No, that's fair. That's definitely fair. Um, anywho, um, but it's okay that you know, even with the mall being the most exciting thing, that you know, sometimes whether you realize it or not, these those calm, quiet moments can make a good story, and that's what made the book we're going to talk about today such a good story because it is a memoir of a single sit-down evening between a group of women in the same family. And I don't think it's necessarily like word for word, a single sitting she had with her family members, 
but it's, she... it's not family, all family. There's yeah, it's the one's yeah. the neighbor. Yeah. 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 So Sorry. it's just it's oh you're all right. Um, but it's just really cool how like they she turned like something that seems like such a regular moment into this really really engrossing story, um, of these women just sharing their experiences. Um, so before we get started on actually talking about it, I'm going to read a little bit about it. So in case someone hasn't read it yet, is interested in it, they know what's kind of coming. The synopsis from the book is uh, from the best-selling author of Persepolis comes this gloriously entertaining and enlightening look into the sex lives of Iranian women. Embroideries gathers together Mar Jane's tough-talking grandmother, stoic mother, glamorous and eccentric aunt, and their friends and neighbors for an afternoon of tea drinking and talking. Naturally, the subject turns to love, sex, and the vagaries of men. As the afternoon progresses, these vibrant women share their secrets, their regrets, and their often outrageous stories about, among other things, how to fake one's virginity, which is a highlight story of mine from this one, um, <laughs> how to escape an arranged marriage, how to enjoy the miracles of plastic surgery, and how to delight in being a mistress. By turns revealing and hilarious, these are stories about the links to which some women will go to find a man, keep a man, or most important, keep up appearances. And um, a little bit about Marjane, too. Marjane uh, Satrapi was born in 1969, and she is an Iranian-born artist, writer, and director known most famously for her graphic memoir, Persepolis. And in fact, there are four... In, in, West, in the West, there are two Persepolis books because each book combines two of the books. So technically, there are four Persepolis books. I didn't know that. Um, That's cool. Persepolis and its subsequent sequels detail her own life in the graphic format. Um, I think everyone should go and check these out. So I'm just going to bullet point some pieces of her biography because if you want to know detail about her life and experiences, reading those books is what you should be doing. Um, so Marjane's childhood experiences with persecution and revolution greatly informed the way she thinks. Uh, she was actually very close with her revolutionary uncle, who was eventually executed for his political beliefs. And in fact, one of the, la the last family member that he supposedly talked to was Marjane. He was given one person to talk to be able to talk to and he asked for his niece um so encouraged by her uncle's bravery and even her own parents encouragement she got in a little bit of trouble with the police at an early age for not dressing to code and buying illegal materials like music stuff that was banned um, although her parents had encouraged her to stand up for what she believed in they became fearful for her safety and sent her to finish school in austria where she ended up hopping between homes and even lived briefly on the streets. Um, she later returned to Iran to attend college, but left again eventually to live in France. She still holds residence there and has since published multiple graphic memoirs and directed multiple prize-winning films, including the animated film adaptation of her book Persepolis, which I didn't know that she also had a hand in directing and writing the screenplay for that. It's funny because that's how I had heard of Persepolis originally was oh, really? seeing uh, like the animation from, that, from huh. that movie. Now that we kind of know what it's about. So just to start off, what are your what are you guys your guys base feelings about the book? How did you feel about it? What did you think? The first time I read it, it was really surprising. This was my second time going through it um, when we read it for 
for the podcast, but I was really surprised by a lot of the stories. You know, I read the synopsis and I was like, okay, this is what this is about. Cool. And then I read it and I was like, oh God. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> These are things that happened. Um, but yeah, no, it's a, it's a great read. It is. It, it's a great book. It's such a fast read. You can zip through it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I read it in like 30 minutes. Like it just yeah. flies. Well, yeah, and it, it's an enlightening read too. Um, to start diving in deeper, like I enjoyed the heck out of it, and honestly, I was really unsure about reading a graphic memoir. Meg, you have always talked about all these graphic memoirs that you've read, and I'm like, that's neat. That's not for me. And you might <laughs> have <neat>. changed, Neato <laughs> <Megan>. burrito. <laughs> Um, you might have changed my mind about. Well, that's good because I think these. that's the way. Like they're they're uh, like yeah. the best. They are. Like, yeah. It's it's so good, and I've read some other graphic memoirs, and I enjoyed them enough. But I think the I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because it's this quiet moment and how energetic this seemingly quiet moment is, and all the stories that they share. And so instead of it being just Marjane sharing her story, it's a group of people all sharing very different stories. Um, I mean, heck, what was it? I believe one of her aunts like was talking about how, and you know, for anyone who's listening, know that because it's talking about sex and stuff, we are going to talk about sexual organs and stuff like that. So if that makes you uncomfortable, you may not want to listen to this episode. Um, but one of her aunts had, you know, multiple children. And would have been married for years and had never actually seen a penis. That was so fucking. <laughs> yeah, that, that was. Have, that was one of my favorite parts. And of the, book. the exact quote from this one of wild. the characters, they were like, "It's not disgusting. That little skin that hangs, the foreskin. No, it's okay. I think that generally speaking, a dick isn't really photogenic." And then someone else pops up. I quite agree. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I. Oh my gosh. I was reading this last night, and I had a friend over. And so I had our friend and and my husband and I was just like, yeah, guys, penises are ugly. (laughs) And uh, they were just like, one of them was like, yeah, yeah, no, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) The tea, the tea scene was another one that that, was, that was my favorite. favorite Incredible. Ooh, tell us about the tea scene. You know, where she is trying the, um, they go see like the, the psychic and she tells them of the, uh, this just i mean insane uh like roundabout way of getting him to drink this uh what was it like fertility tea i guess you know or what was the purpose of the tea i don't even remember what the purpose of the tea was because it was talking about his mom i guess to go ahead with the marriage yeah because it wasn't like you know it seemed like a like you know like different sitcoms where you've watched like a, a, a like an old school fertility ritual where they're yeah. trying to have a girl or whatever you know or and or something that like was. that and that's what it was it was very similar to like if you rotate if you face the north yeah face the eastern <laughs> wall and eat three lemons you know like yeah. that kind of but it, it that wasn't like it was like yeah like it was like the kind of like mm-hmm. to get him to to want to commit, you know, yeah. like, and I that guess was... if she did get pregnant, I mean, that would, yeah. So I couldn't tell so if like that was, it, yeah. it, it wasn't it, like super explicit on like, Oh yeah, it she was not. trying to get pregnant to, mm-hmm. to get him to commit. Or, but just that, that was the frustration 
because mm-hmm. throughout the stories, you just kind of have the common theme that they're just dealing with a lot of these like shithead guys, you know. Yeah. Um, okay, here's here's the description. Um, here, take this key. You prepare some tea. You sleep with him. Once he's ejaculated, careful. He must come in you. You put the key in your vagina. You count to seven. <laughs> then you remove the key so and put it into a cup. You pour the tea on top. You count to seven. The last step is to remove the key. Tea prepared like this should be drunk by your heart's chosen one in the 77 seconds that follow ejaculation. There, that'll be 3,000 3, tumens, which is equivalent to $40 in 1991. Um... And then it makes anyway. a comment of like how quickly she had to do all of that. Yeah, <laughs> so yep. she did like it. Running around, and it was difficult because he didn't want tea, so she did he was this like, like no, she had to do it multiple times. times. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and like, then the no, last panel, the last panel. Like... <laughs> yeah, he's like, "What is this white stuff? I don't want to drink <laughs> this is white stuff floating on top. I can't drink this." <laughs> oh my god! And then Incredible. The woman... The woman who's just like the whole time they're laughing about this story, she's just like, "What white stuff? I don't understand." Yeah, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, oh, "Amazing, amazing." <laughs> they're just they're like, "Don't it, worry, it's fine." Um, and then there's also another one of my favorite uh, pages is there, and it was so interesting just hearing about a bunch of different like each of them had either a slight a slight or considerable difference in how they felt about men and relationships and sex mm-hmm. but when talking about uh, one of them was talking about being a mistress and it details like you know they're like you know she's basically puts out there she's like well, when you're a mistress he's always trying for you whereas when you're married they stop trying but the panel that i, I just think is so great is the last thing she says towards that is he's there to have a good time with you and it's a full page of her and the man she's a mistress for riding a horse (laughs) like yeah 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 Yeah, that was like it's like yep that's what they're doing just having a good old time horse riding can we also talk about how hard i lolled at this guy Oh, it's so good. Here, oh, yeah. Which I think is so her her neighbor's like it is. Uh you know, proposed husband, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um it, when you yeah, finally see good. a photograph of him, you're like, Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, uh, and incredible. And that when talking about him, they're like, yes, his physical beauty masks the darkness of his soul. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, that and the uh, the one where at the wedding, it's just the photograph of the, the husband is, is pretty incredible, too. Oh, my God. Yes. The husband didn't show up, and it was just a photograph of him there. Oh, yeah. Photograph in the chair. Man. And, you know, like, that was one of those things where, you know, she she had gotten they got engaged and was that the one where he had moved off or that's what i'm looking right now because the other one that one that stuck out was the one that moves to germany and yeah. i'm trying to one, see one which one, one that was um they knew the man but then he moved off but in another one they had never met at all they just wanted to get their daughter out of the country oh no that wasn't that wasn't the same right the one with the the portrait in the chair was not the one that where that the husband was the, had moved the, off. Like, the one with, they had the very young daughter. Yes, 
Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. That's right. And he slept under the bed and howled like a jackal. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yep. If you haven't read this, you're very confused, but I hope it's intriguing yeah. and you go read it. <laughs> yeah, like, it, I, I do hope it's intriguing because it's just, it's just a bunch of, like, real, it feels like real stories and experiences of a variety of people. And I, you know, on the Goodreads reviews, I had seen that, you know, some people found found the book to be a bit sexist and their point of view was mm -hmm. that they're like, oh, the women are separated from the men and they're all just gossiping. And that, you know, and the problem I have with that point of view on, because that's what happens is, you know, in, in that culture, in, in Iran, the men and women retire after a meal to different rooms. They do not stay together. Um, the women are going to clean up while the men go basically rest, um, you know, after eating, which doesn't make sense. Um, that is and, not too uncommon. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. That sounds uh, like yeah. Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, I think part of it is, well, that's the nature of the culture. And like, that's where some of the differences lie. But when you hear about some of the women's stories, that's where some of the similarities are too. Like, that's the purpose, I think, is she's like, here is definitely what is happening, you know, culturally here. And it's not, I don't think it's offensive to say that sometimes when people are together in a group, they gossip, um, you know, yeah, that's, I, I, that I think is that's always and talk about happen. stuff that's going and honestly, not just gossip, but just talk about stuff that's going on. Um, I'm not sure what else you talk about. I love um, the grandmother's quote at the beginning of the book when she says to speak behind others back is the ventilator of the heart. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, and like for some people that's definitely, you know, it, that 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 kind of stuff is a part of the conversation even. They have they talk about western ideals coming into their culture and like I I don't know. I feel like if that's your critique of the book on Goodreads that you you kind of didn't read part of it like yeah. you yeah you missed yeah. like some key parts of of their conversation because it is it's it's weird to like take these these the conversation that these women are having and lump it into that way because what i think she does a great job of is each woman in the group has a very specific personality and and you kind of get a feel for the vibe that they have in their family and friend group so it's like you know, some of the women are quiet. Some of the women are gossipy. Some of them are, you know, like more bold than, the, you know, the other. Like, uh, it's it's just that that's too much of a generalization, I think, mm -hmm. you know. And, and, you know, and maybe if they, you know, I'm, I'm wondering if they maybe they were just so unaware of the fact that this wasn't, you know, an American book. Like, you know, I think it's yeah. really important to understand the context culturally that, like, you know, the men going to one room and the women going to this room is, you know, that's a part of a different, you know, a different, a different culture. And like, even then it's still sometimes here in American culture, but in American people don't like typically care to see that in American culture or some of those things, or it's maybe not as prominent, but this is just the way that it is for Marjane's family where they're from, which is say, even if, Oh, go, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. You, you go right I ahead. I was say, even if you don't like seeing it, that it, if it's still a reality, that doesn't make it 
sexist. It exactly. makes it representative of what's going on. Yes, it's, that was exactly. Yeah, I was like, weird. but that's <laughs> that's her story. She's telling. Yeah. 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 It's real weird to argue with with her perspective of it like that. Mm-hmm. Like that. Like that's exactly what I was thinking too. Your experience was sexist. How dare you write about it? <laughs> uh, um, and we didn't really talk at all about her like uh, illustration style, but I like it a lot. And it's the same in Persepolis. Yeah, yeah, her drawing style thing. is really good. It's like the same way they animated the film too, like mm-hmm. her her art style. And I had read she preferred when they made the film, she felt it would operate best as an animation instead of giving um, yeah live action. I like. <clears throat> I've never seen it, but that seems like the right choice. Well, she, she's it. so good in that, like, at face value, her work seems very simple. It's very dark, bold lines all over the place. But she manages to, in the faces, draw things to ensure that you are not confused as to who's talking. They're all still very, all the characters are still very unique looking despite the overall art seeming like it's simple. It's always like what, how the characters look and what they're doing. Like the, it, the, the personality that they have, I think, you know, is, mm-hmm. is like, I, like, yeah, I, it's, it's funny. Cause like, yeah, it's like, it's a lot of like flat stuff. There's no shading and stuff like that, except for the high contrast, like mm-hmm. black on white, but it's so stylistic and original. And I feel like, it would be really hard to imitate, you know, like it's definitely one of those things where people can look at that and be like, Oh, I could do that. And then fail miserably oh, at trying so to, yes. to recreate. Oh my God. That's exactly so what kind of style. This it's, is. it's, it's just like, it's genius because it's just such an automatic original. Like when you see one of her drawings, you're like, that's hers, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think like that in itself is, is such a talent. I feel too like she it's really neat because I feel like she definitely uses uh like India ink and a brush maybe or some sort of like imitation of that technique and so it gives it like a really neat feel to the line work. Um which you don't see a lot of in in uh like you know uh weekly comic books, you know like mm-hmm. you know like that's not a you don't really you know in the books that I see for weeklies and stores and stuff like that, that kind of variation in the media doesn't really pop out like that. But you don't really see that. At best, you might see like a very short limited series in that style done yeah. by a very specific author or artist or cover. Yeah. Or like, yeah, an alternate cover. Yeah. And even then, like not really rare, rarely alter- alternate covers are so weird. Sometimes the things they decide to do, um, cause it's, one of those things that's interesting about what gets popular and what people. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it'd be great if they had more freedom to play around with that. Cause I feel like that's sometimes the thing that I notice in a book. And it's funny, like we have this, which is very, um, it's, it's very like hand drawn and it feels very intimate because of like the nature of the story and, and stuff like that. Uh, and it's almost kind of perfect that we're doing Jimmy Corgan next because um, it's very, very different and the way that it's presented you know like chris where it almost looks like a machine drew it like the the, the like minimalism yes of the oh, lines cool. and like how clean and like 
just precise everything is in the panel you know so dang okay it's gonna be like a big juxtaposition to like Mm -hmm. this book um and we'll get to i don't mean to jump yeah yeah Yeah, it's my bad i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry Uh, it's tied together with the art you know no it's funny because like we are kind of ready to i think move on because we're going to get to a point where we're getting too deep into the book that we're going to confuse people oh i did want to bring up one other part of the book though that was crazy that i feel like i never read it is that the grandmother's an opium addict yeah yes and that's that's such a huge bomb to reveal early Mm -hmm. and then we just move into the conversation and you're like You know, to the like an opium addict to the point where she's a completely different personality yes. off of it. Where like the withdrawal mm-hmm. so miserable, she's like just kind of ferocious, you know. Well, and I think that speaks to like the family's experiences and that like it's such a norm. Yes. At this point for the family that they think nothing of it. That and I think maybe that was what she was trying to get across. Like things are different to different people in different groups. And the grandma grew, you know, came about in a time where like that was something she didn't have to worry about as much. And now she is an opium addict. And that's that's just, you you know, one day grandma's going to, you know, try to bite your leg off. And the next day she's going to be giving you sweets. Well, especially because we just know how dangerous opiates are now, you know, Mm -hmm. like that, that, you know, so it's that was like, oh, wow. You know, yeah. First, like three pages. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's. In fact, let's see here. So we're discussing yeah. the samovar, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the third page. <laughs> it, where she's like, it's like in the morning, Grandma, do you want a cup of tea? Shut up. <laughs> um, and then was it um her grandma before? That bastard is such a moron. And then the other asshole, those disgusting women. But then later on, she's like, so my beloved granddaughter, how are you? Well... Yeah, and she's and Marjane is like, oh, better than a minute ago. And even in the reasoning of it is a bit skeptical. She's like, you know, my grandmother was an opium addict. The doctor had told her to take it to lessen her pain. In any case, that's what she said. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so like there's definitely like the tone of like, mm-hmm. does she need this? Or is it just at this point, the only way she functions is, yeah, you know, so uh, that was that was a part that. Like I said, it was like, they don't revisit that, but that's definitely got to be a weight hanging over, Yeah, you know. And I feel like reading the first two books before reading this, I feel like there are parts that are like, yes, this makes sense because of all this shit that everyone Mm -hmm. went through. So you would say like Persepolis definitely informs this book a little bit better, maybe? (sighs) I would say a little. little. I mean, what they're covering culturally is very different, I feel, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I liked having the other two books kind of in the back of my mind while I was reading it, but I don't think it's absolutely necessary. Yeah, Yeah, because it's it's definitely a very different focus of Mm -hmm. what she's trying to... I I don't necessarily have an answer to this myself, but before we move on to Jimmy Corrigan that Tom spoiled... (laughs) Wow, Tom. Damn it! Um, I love it. No, you know, it was perfect. It came out so naturally. Um... Was there, was there anything about the book that you didn't like? I, hmm, let me think. No, not really. Yeah. I'm kind of in the same place. Like, I, I liked every aspect of it. Um, and 
if that's the case, then I do want to say, if you'll notice, this wasn't purposeful, but I'm glad this happened. We didn't talk at all about why it's called embroideries, and I oh, kind of don't yeah. want to. That when, That's from, crazy. From what we've talked about, you'd be like, why is this called embroideries? Are they, are they sewing while they're talking? What's going on? You know, I think that would be like a good thing for any of the anyone who wants to pick this up to discover. Yeah, it, if we don't talk about it, fine. I do think it's weirdly important, but it it, it is worth. I mean, we can if you guys want. No, it's fine. No, you um, should just read it. Yeah, you should definitely yeah, be surprised just read when reading <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, like I, I said, that's like know. that's like kind of the fun of the book too. Is like Persepolis is so grand and epic, right? And this is just. It's just one this one afternoon in the an apartment, afternoon. you know, mm-hmm. uh, and, and like, you know, it's it definitely focuses uh, like on definitely some of the cultural aspects that come up in the other mm-hmm. story, but just in a completely different way. That's mm-hmm. um, yeah. 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 Just a complete it's it's such a different feel. And yeah. Um, yeah. That title. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, I, I it's such a nice title. So. I audibly Embroidery. was like, oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yep, oh yeah. <laughs> oh so. man, and that was actually one of the best panels too. The her list overhearing at the funeral. At the yes, funeral. the way it's oh like the goodness. silhouettes and like you could just you, you so can't so see the faces, but you can see the faces. Yes. Oh my yep. god. The hundred percent. Anyway, yeah. That we're this, not there's gonna, a reason that good. this author illustrator has won so many awards because she she's got it down. Yeah, she knows um, what she's doing. So I hope that our next author also knows what they're doing because Tom has picked. In case you hadn't heard, <laughs> um, a very different, at least in art uh, style book for our next book called Jimmy Corrigan, The Smartest Boy on Earth. The Smartest Kid on Earth. Yes. Now, before I read the synopsis from the book, I do want to tell you guys that there is a DC character named Jim Corrigan. And for the longest time, I thought there, I had seen this title, Jimmy Corrigan, where I was like, who the hell wrote about Jim Corrigan as a kid? Because oh, Jim dang. Corrigan is a detective who becomes the Spectre in DC Comics, and he's also a corrupt cop in in um, Gotham uh, in uh, oh Gotham Central, or um, basically he's a corrupt cop in Gotham during one of those series. And so I was like, who would write about him as a kid? This is weird. <laughs> that is not what this book is about. It is not about the DC character of Jim Corrigan. Um, it is Jimmy Corrigan, and I mean Tom's right. Like the it, the art, just from the cover, you can tell it's wildly different from yeah uh, what we've just read. So it is the tragic autobiography of an office dog's body in Chicago who one day meets the father who abandoned him as a child, with a subtle, complex, and moving story, and the drawings that are as simple and original as they are strikingly beautiful. Jimmy Corrigan is a book unlike any other and certainly not to be missed. And it looks like one of the accolades it says it's one of the Guardian's 100 best books of the 21st century. Yeah. Um, I do have one complaint about y'all's choices so far, though. Hmm. Y'all are picking two of the best books written in the last one in the last like 20, 30 years. So you're really raising the bar for me on what I pick. <laughs> <laughs> and I do not appreciate it at all. Ha. 
your monsters. Are there good so, titles to cover though? Because we've had the conversation of like this medium being celebrated as a higher art form, mm-hmm. and these are two pieces that do elevate it. And I'm going to blow you guys away with what I pick. And what I pick, not only are you not going to see it coming, but I guarantee that you'll love it. Heck yeah. I'm I've sorry. got a list I've already started. <laughs> I'm scared. Yeah, that's a, that's true. That is another option to feel as well with like what he picks. I'm like, uh. Okay. Excellent. But until then, we're going to be reading Jimmy Corgan this month. So make sure if you want to read along with us and, uh, you know, share some of your thoughts on it to join the book club. All you have to do is go to uh, the VF Comics and Graphics Facebook page. You'll find a link in the description below. And one of the groups on that page is for this book club. And I do ask a couple questions when you join. But unless you're just like, uh, let me in so I can post pictures of i i don't know if unless you're just an dicks. awful person openly awful person just dicks everywhere um <laughs> i am going to you know let you in i'm just curious about um because i'd like to find you know some things that listeners want to read as well um so we will definitely do that um and i think that's it for us this week Yay, it's fun episode. Megan, were you saying no? I was saying, uh, I wasn't saying anything. That was just my face that I Oh, that's chose. just your face. That's... Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, everybody, for listening <laughs> to the VF Comics Graphics Podcast and our first book club episode. We hope Woo. that you go again uh, read Embroideries by Marjane Satrapi, the author of Persepolis. And even, I hope you go and read Persepolis like I am going to now that you've seen it uh, make sure to check us out on instagram twitter or facebook you'll find all those links in the description below so you can catch up on all sorts of comic and graphic novel news and ideas and honestly we just want to help you find something good to read and encourage reading so come on down yeehaw and take a look it's in a book <laughs> we did it fast that time yeah um anyways we'll see y'all next week (laughs) bye